Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello, Kate. <sighs> I Okay, we're gonna have to redo this one. I mean what what do you mean? <laughs> I am still drying from I've noticed the puddle on the ground <laughs> underneath you, which is weird. From my you left a camping trip. Oh, from your camping trip. So let me tell you. How was your camping trip, Kate? If you decide to go camping during a flood warning, mm. make sure that your that your rain Tent thing, mm-hmm. your what do they call it? Like the tr- fl- I don't know what it's they the call it. It's the rain tempy flappy thing. Yeah, you put on Make top sure to stop that the rain. Uh, a waterproof and B, why wouldn't it be waterproof? That'd be that's a great question. Oh, and two, <laughs> make sure that it can sustain sustain like lots of rain sure. because um, mine couldn't. Right. Like at four o'clock in the morning. Right. It decided that's to... a great time for anything to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's Inside my the tent. Because it's, it's a little, it's too late and it's too early all at the same time. Yeah. It's like the water torture thing because yeah. the water was hitting my face yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. what, what's going, wait, where am I? And then all of a sudden the tent was filled with water. We wow. had to, uh, you were like Winnie the Pooh in that, that animated cartoon where he yep. was like he's floating down the river exactly. in the honeypot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, you know, you okay, we... Well, what do we do here, I guess, before we even begin? Well, we would complain about the weather a lot. We really do. Yeah. We really do. I think it's because everyone can relate I to I think we should weather. do a separate podcast, like a spin-off podcast, which is just us talking about the weather. For like long <laughs> periods of time. Fusing gate and the weather. Fusing gate. Judge the weather. Is this a classic day or is it not a classic day? We don't know. That's an allusion to what we actually do, which right. is a classic children's books. Children's picture books, specifically. Sometimes they're about the weather. Sometimes they're easy books, too. And sometimes they are about the weather. Uh, today's is not. Eh, We're wow. not going to discuss a weather-related book today. That would have been perfect, actually. That would have been a good intro for that. So we have a we have a rule about the books we do, because we were trying to determine the classics, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've said... The book is supposed to be at least 20 years old, right? That was sort of where the marker that we put it. Yeah. It's somewhere around there. It's a good rule. It's a very, it's a very good rule. It's a, it's a very, very good, good rule. Uh-oh. Um, and this one's not 20 years old. I broke the rule. I broke it. I feel like we did one that was maybe like 12 or 15. Yeah. Betsy. Wait, how many years ago was 2011? Eight. Yeah. Betsy. There's... Children who can have conversations with you who weren't even born yet when this book came Let's out. Let's see. I can't help it, Kate. It's so it was early. memes. There were so many memes. Memes. So many memes about this book when it came out. It was it was meme horrific. Alright. Alright, alright. You may have heard of it even. Right. It was so much in the news. So okay. we'll see. Alright, ready? Buddha 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 I want my hat back. Bye. John Classen. That's right. You ever heard of this one? Nope. Oh, good. I'm glad you missed the memes. But look, it has a it has a shiny thing on the cover, but it's not 
It's not a Caldecott by any stretch nope. of the imagination. It is a Best Illustrated Children's Book Award from the New York Times. Oh, they do awards? They do. They come out, they give an award for the best 10 illustrated children's books. 10? Uh, ten, about, about 10. 10 They're a all year? equal at 10 a year. What? You think that's too many? That's way too many. Well, they don't limit themselves to Americans. And this Mr. Klassen fellow, uh, at least for a time, he's not now, but for a time he was Canadian. Um, uh, see, I was going to say Swedish or German. I was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You no, know, you would think. Klassen, you know, Klassen. like Klassen. Jan, Jan Klassen. Oh, yeah, Jan Klassen. I want my hat back. <laughs> bork, bork, bork. That's that. That's your John Klassen for you. He talks just like that. Like, no, he, he so does not. So, yes, good. Wait, Take- he's Canadian? He was. He's not now. Then that should be, I want my hat back, please. I think it should be, I want my backpack, hat back, eh? <laughs> there are, Canadians eh? are a lot more polite than this bear, otter. Well, he did what become American. I think what it meant this it. thing? That's a bear. That's a bear? Well, you, you, it makes more sense when you see his full girth. I mean, he kind of looks like an otter He does kind of look like up, a, you know? he, well, without the teeth, he looks like a beaver. Yeah, a woodchuck. He kind of looks like a woodchuck here. I'm going with otter, man. Otter? He's so bulky. Yeah, well, Look at that. That's not a he's, he's an otter that's like sitting yeah, but, up. But even then, his tummy is like wide. It'd be a yeah. wide otter. Yeah, otters have lots of fur. Yeah, not that much. Fur. Just give me the book, Betsy. Okay, fine. Just take a book. <laughs> well, while Kate does your her read there, I'm gonna give you some background information on this book that you may not know. This information comes firsthand from the source. I was lucky enough to have dinner with Mr. Clausen not long after this book came out. And he dropped some useful tidbits of information. Here's one that you may not necessarily know. In a scene in the book, the bear suddenly realizes that he has seen his hat. And then he runs to the left, backwards, towards the front of the book, technically, past all the other animals that he's talked to, to get to the rabbit. Now... You turn the pages to the right. You read the book left to right, and you turn the pages to the right. To have a character run to the left against the grain of the book is simply not done. Uh, Why? I suppose the idea is that it breaks up the flow of the book. Whatever the case, somehow, he managed to get away with including it, and Candlewick allowed it to stay in the book. This same thing cannot be true of his other book that he had done not long after that, about the same time, which was Extra Yarn by Mac Barnett. Yarn is stolen and taken on a boat, and then it has to return back to the girl on a little ice floe. But he switches your point of view so that everything is always going to the right, which is not what he had to do in this book. So think about that for a little bit. Hey, you're back. I am, and I went from the outdoors to the outdoors. <laughs> That's true. You were just telling me about your camping trip, but and this one doesn't rain. Doesn't rain at all. No, thankfully. Yes, I'm, I, I could use some dryness right That's now. That's very good. But this is a very dry story. There's not even a river. <laughs> no. There's not a stream. No. No, and or a pond. It, you know, it has a, a sequel. Creek. It has a sequel, which is entirely underwater. So really, it does. Yes. Hmm. Fun fact. So I opened up the end papers, and uh, I immediately was drawn to this turtle. It's hard not to be. And so this would be my tattoo. The turtle? Oh, the the turtle turtle would be an excellent tattoo. Only because I thought he was going to be really snarky, because he looks really snarky in the end papers. He's not snarky, though. 
No, he's not snarky at all. Yeah. And if, but, 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 okay, I said there was a sequel to this book. It's actually, um, This Is Not My Hat. Uh, that was the sequel. But there was a third one called We Found a Hat, which stars two turtles. Aww. And they, they are very sweet, but they're also kind of snarky. I do love me a snarky turtle. It's just a little snarky. Yeah, just and a bit. I realize sandpapers are kind of like the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to see everyone. That's true. <laughs> and decide, was it you? Was it you? Oh, I see. So, like, an Agatha Christie endpapers here. Yeah, exactly. So, and we the meet bear this... is your Hercule Right. So we, so, we meet this bear who uh, has a missing hat and he wants it back. Right? Yeah, we got that right from the start. So, as I'm going through, he first meets a fox. But here's the thing. Every time he meets a character, he's not looking at the other animal. He's looking at you, and it freaks me out. Fourth wall, Betsy. Would you like Fourth to wall. <laughs> there's a reason there's a wall there. Can I tell you why he did that? So, I, I once asked him. Actually, I didn't even ask him. He just brought this up. He said he imagined this as a school play. So, imagine it's like... Hello, have you seen my hat? No, I have not seen your hat. Okay, thank thank you, bye. Like, that's how you should read the book. They're basically little school play characters. Except Uh, not, but that's one way to look at it. Until halfway through the book. Oh yeah, at which point... It's right. high school, but, then. <laughs> yeah, the, but yeah, it just freaked me out that these people are looking at each other. Like, yeah, isn't that weird? characters, not people. They're looking right at you, man. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. It freaks me out. Well, but, maybe it freaks them out. Maybe that's I why do, they're looking at you. I do like the bear is very polite. He's, the He's super polite. You. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I love the thank you. He's so nice and mm-hmm. so blind. So <laughs> he, Well, bears aren't very smart, but yes. Well, it depends on the bear. I mean, well, it depends on the animal. You can't really tell what kind of bear he is. He's not a black bear. He's, he's a brown not, bear. He's not really a brown bear because he's got white on him. Well, or, or gray. Maybe he's an old bear. <laughs> maybe that's why he loves his hat so much. Maybe. It's the last thing he has so to remember first, is why. Oh, so this must be one of the first books you've shown me where the fox is not a bad guy. Very true. That fox was not the thief. Yeah. That's a good point. So we got. I mean, it's not. It's a low bar. Right. Well. Did you steal it? No. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> there you go. So we got a fox. Mm-hmm. We got a frog or a toad. I can't. It's a frog, right? I would say frog because it's green. He's green. Right. And then we got a rabbit. Mm-hmm. That the font is all of a sudden in red. Yes. When he's saying, well, "I don't have a hat. I haven't seen any hats. I wouldn't steal a hat. Don't ask me more questions." Yeah. Yeah. He thinks the rabbit doth protest too much. A bit. Yeah. The font changed for the frog, too, by the way. It turned green. Right. Right. But the red... But the red The red font striking. matches the red hat that this rabbit so happens to be wearing. He does. Yeah. So and then, then we, move on. <laughs> we meet the turtle, which is so cute, because he just wants to get on this rock, and mm-hmm. the bear's like, would you like me to lift you on top of it? And the turtle says, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> and it's also a very polite turtle. It's a very polite term. I love the manners. And we get we got we have the snake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who said he saw a hat once, but it was not the bear's hat. Right, right. And then we come across <laughs> this thing. I think if I could posit, well, what do you think it is? I thought it was a possum. I thought it was an armadillo. Oh, but a possum I was without just a tail, at, right? Well, oh, was... you know what? You're right. That's a tail, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a, that's not an armadillo then. I guess that's. But why would he choose to draw a very unusual animal that's not easily identifiable? Well, we mean uh, if he was choosing to do an armadillo? 
I mean, he would be a, he would, you know, he's, he's Canadian, such, he's not Texan, so yeah, good he's call. He's got very easy animals here. Well, Snake, possum, there's turtle, there's literally possums frog, in my backyard right rabbit, now. Rabbit, But don't they have ears? Yeah, they totally have and ears. This doesn't and have little ears. white muzzles. Yeah, and, this doesn't uh, have a white muzzle. No, this so looks what like is a, this? it could be a mole. Moles? Do moles have rat-like tails? Maybe next it's a rat you, that lost its ears. Next time you meet Yawn, can you ask him what kind of animal John. is this? John. Yes, I will ask Yawn. My lord. Yes, I will ask him what that is. And if you, gentle listeners, know what this animal is, it's the last one it's before It's the one his... that doesn't know what a hat is. Yeah, that's... Of course it doesn't know what a hat is. It's never been seen before. Yeah. So then, at this point, now the fourth wall mm-hmm. has put... Yeah, his eyes have moved off of you. Right. Yeah. As soon as he gives up, then he doesn't look at the reader Well, it's a anymore. moment of introspection, right? What's that theory where, where your eyes look determines what you're thinking, or, or if you're lying, or whatever that... There's, it's how you read people, apparently. Well, this bear has now been lying on the ground, and he's just looking up, and he gives up. He's dark, like, dark night of the soul. He misses his poor hat yeah. so, so much. And then this reindeer? Question mark? Deer, deer have handlers? It could be a reindeer. Why wouldn't a reindeer be in the woods? Why wouldn't a reindeer be in the woods, Betsy? I don't know, man. It just seems weird that you would think it was a reindeer. But all right, sure. But it's, it's a reindeer. It's the first time another animal isn't looking at the reader. Yeah. Now that it's looking straight at the bear. Yeah, yeah, it's all changed. So then he says, oh, um, well, the, what's the matter? And the bear says, oh, I've lost my hat. No one's seen it. And the reindeer says, well, what does your hat look like? And the bear says, it's red and pointy and <gasps> red, Rob. Oh, yeah, the background gets all red. Like, I have seen my hat! Yes. Yeah, I like to read it that way. It's super scary, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a total red rum moment. Oh, well, he's he's out for blood at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all coming back. Here, I thought, you know, he was just a dumb bear, but he is just... No, no, he books it at this point, too. He's just like... He's booking it towards this rabbit and says, You! You stole my hat! And then they both look at each other in the this, silent like, stare down. Yeah, I, I want them to just uh, have some. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. Exactly. And then, <laughs> but what's a rabbit gonna do in that situation? Seriously, well, hop, I guess. They're fast. Run, run, yeah. Yeah, they can run fast. They can run very fast. Yeah. Run up a tree and. Uh... You know, also runs kind of fast. Bears. Yeah. 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 So then he says, "I love my hat," and yeah. he has his hat back oh, on, which sweet. is very cute. That's very sweet. Yeah. And then the squirrel comes by, <laughs> and they're both looking at the reader again. They are. And the squirrel's like, have you seen a rabbit wearing a hat? And the bear's like, no, why ask me? I haven't seen, I haven't seen a rabbit. I wouldn't need a rabbit. Don't ask me any more questions. And the squirrel says, okay, thank you anyway. Yep. And that's it. So I, here I was, thinking I was liking this dumb old bear, and apparently I'm liking a killer. Well, a he's murderer. a bear. Bears eat. Animals. He's That's a murderer. Especially thieving. Did you notice that under the bear, it's all broken? Um, Leaves? The broken? No, broken plants. These are the plants that were around the rabbit. See, oh, and yeah. they've all been broken up. It's very clever. Maybe he's sitting on the rabbit. He could be, but he did say he didn't eat the rabbit, which yeah. makes me think he definitely ate the rabbit. He said yeah. he didn't eat the rabbit, yeah. so maybe he sat on the rabbit. <laughs> You're taking him at his word, then. Yes. Maybe it's he's... entirely possible that he's squishing know. the rabbit. The very Underneath. life breath of the rabbit. And... Out of it. And what I like at the first end papers, he doesn't have his hat on. Mm-hmm. But the end end papers, he has his hat on. He does, and you can see a rabbit. 
Well, yeah, the rabbit was was in here before. Well, but, sure. But I like no hat, hat. Exactly. It's now nice. the rabbit, I believe the rabbit is dead. But if you wanted to back up your theory, there was another book that he did around the same time called Extra Yarn. At which point, a girl is making sweaters for everybody, and she makes sweaters for a bear and a rabbit and some other characters. And if you look, it is the same bear and it's the same rabbit. Now, he claims it's not the same bear and rabbit, but, eh, come on. Hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Same bear and rabbit. I mean, he says he did. So if you need to reassure a child that the rabbit is perfectly okay, you can just this pull that bear... book out and be like, see, they're fine. Yeah, this is a vegetarian bear. And we're wearing bear. So... sweaters. Yeah. Exactly. So remember the old top 100 picture book poll? Uh-huh. This came out at number 74. All right. Very good. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, as Christy Hazelrig, uh, who was one of the commenters on that, said, uh, she declared him the king of inference because what? he infers what happens to the rabbit, but he does not say uh, what happens to the rabbit. Got it. It's, it's inference. A little know what I mean, know what I mean, say no more. Hey, eh, eh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> a nod's as good as a... Oh, what is it? Acknowledge as good as a wink to a blind bat? Eh? That's my favorite line from that sketch. Sorry, know. it's totally random. Um, as I said, this became sort of an internet sensation when it came out for some reason, to the point where people started making their own versions. There was a Doctor Who version, for example, of, uh, have you, I think it wasn't hat, it was, and I don't think it was scarf. I think it was if you see my... TARDIS. Like, I want my TARDIS back? I want, yeah, yeah, I want my TARDIS back, I think it was. So I'll put a link to that in the old show notes there. Mm. Um, at one point, I created a project for my blog. I called it the Resusification Project, where everyone had to redo a Dr. Seuss book in the style of a different illustrator. So Dan Santat, you remember Dan Santat? He did the Humpty Dumpty book, uh, After the Wall. Uh, that was we were considering about the fall after the fall. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And he and he illustrated my picture book. He did Cat in the Hat in the style of John Classen, and it's dead on. Hmm. He he adapts very well to the Doctor Seuss style. Very except cool. Other way around, I would say. Uh, yes. So ratings time. Well, here's the thing. I like the illustrations and the story. It's very cute. Even with a vicious ending. Yes, it's vicious. But it's so new. It's so new, and that is, yeah, that, that does I, dock some points. I, that I wouldn't that. call it a classic. I think it's a fine book. Interesting. I, I don't think it's old enough to be a classic. Oh, all right. And all I right. forgot the title, except for Hat Back. Right. I, I didn't know if it was, I want my hat back, I have my hat back. This is not my hat. Right. So we it's found like, a hat. Yeah, so the title didn't really stick with me. Okay, so okay. I'm I'm torn because it's not a classic, but I like the story mm -hmm. and the illustrations it has are cute. Classic potential, I would say. Right. Yeah. So I'm uh, down the line five. Okay, and well I agree with you that it's it's not old enough to be deemed a super classic. But I do feel that it hits all the right buttons. That it's been remembered very well since it originally came out in 2011. Now, granted, that's just eight years. Yeah. Eight years is not a long time. No. My daughter's eight. It came out the year my daughter was born. So, yeah, fine. You know, what did you give it? You gave it a five? Yeah. For the same reasons, I'm going to give it a five as well. Really? So, yeah. Wait, so that's two weeks in a row we've done 
straight down the line five. Yes, but for entirely different reasons, Kate. So that's okay. <laughs> as long as our reasons are different, our results... Nobody looks at results. Everyone looks at reasons. Right. That's why I'm in marketing. Uh, you're not oh, in marketing. Oh, I'm not. I'm totally yeah. not in marketing. In fact, I'm crap at marketing. So, yeah. right. I forgot that. Yeah. Hey. Letters time. Okay. Okay. First one's from Tony. Tony. Tony writes in. He says, I am so enjoying the Fuse 8 and Kate podcast. Thanks. I just started working my way through them and on the treadmill this AM. A lot of people are, have us on the treadmill, which I just find. Nice. I don't think we're that exciting. Apparently, we get the blood pumping if they're really angry run, with run, us. Run, 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 run. There, now I've done my, my duty for the treadmill listeners. <laughs> um, anyway, on the treadmill this AM, I listened to the Knuffle Bunny session. I like that it was called the session. I've heard the pronunciation debate for years, but the Dutch angle was new to me. When I do get into arguments, fun-loving ones, about how to say it, I usually pull out Knuffle Bunny 2, which you have not seen, Kate. Nope. Uh, which lays it out clearly. In fact, there is a Nuffle Bunny out there. It just ain't Trixie. So, looking forward to listening to more Wait. episodes of your delightful podcast. So, in the reading that, you just said two different versions. You started off saying Knuffle, and then right. you ended with Because Nuffle. in Knuffle Bunny 2, there was another girl that has the same bunny, but she calls it Nuffle Bunny. So, his point is... I'm so confused. There is a Nuffle Bunny in this world. See, we're just going to have to do Knuffle Bunny 2 at some point, because now, now you're completely out to sea. Hey. Totally lost. That's... <laughs> That's not the worst thing. So Laura had the next one. Okay. She was talking about swimming. She says that you have been inconsistent, my dear. She you says, as in... You, Kate. Me, you, Kate, Kate has been inconsistent. You, Kate, specifically. She says, consider the same Kate who has been saying, but what's the lesson here, uh -huh. for two years suddenly flips <laughs> to, I don't want to learn anything. <laughs> hey, we're all human. All right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's just that I've seen that lesson... <laughs> It's not new. So you don't want to relearn anything. I don't want to relearn. That's different, I guess. But you didn't say in those words. Well, then she goes on. She says, all right, one, reading builds vocabulary. It's one of the reasons that reading to children is so important. They see a jellyfish, they hear the word Medusa, and now there's a new word to think about. When they run across it again, it won't be so unfamiliar. And two, there are, there, these are the reasons that swimming is great. Reasons which you touch on briefly and then seemingly disregard because... Other reasons? I think that was directed to me. <laughs> it's about overcoming grief and still being brave. It's about figuring out how to work together. It's about not letting fear hold you back. It's about exploring the world and learning new things. It's about how being different can be a benefit. Though this is admittedly not a revolutionary concept in picture books, at least not these days. And it teaches all those things in a very simple, straightforward story. Thanks, as always, for the great podcast. Whether I'm nodding along or saying, but what about, as I listen, <laughs> it's the first podcast I listen to every week. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That's a nice one. And finally, Christine wrote in. She says, greetings and salutations. I discovered the Fuse 8 and Kate while listening to the Remember Reading podcast. Well, hat tip to the Remember Reading podcast for the, for the shout out. I enjoy the premise of your program, and I'm rediscovering books I have forgotten. Thank you. Because I have only just started listening, I am still on the 2017 episodes. Yeah, old Woo, school. Old school. We were so young. I didn't know anything about children's I, books. I only oh, had... I still don't. Uh, I believe it was in episode six. I love that she, names, that she numbers them. When Betsy suggested a merger of LeVar Burton and Bill Nye, and what excitement that bring. Well... 
Perhaps you already know, Bill is hosting a new podcast, Science Rules. And this past July, welcome LeVar to discuss the reading superpower. And then she includes a link, which I will include in the show notes, because I was completely unaware of this 100%. It is truly enjoyable listening to these two gentlemen who obvious, obviously like and respect each other, and who like and appreciate reading in the written word. Thank you again for opening my eyes to new ways of reading the books I enjoyed as a child, and again as an adult reading to my sons. Hmm. Well, that's very cool. nice. And now we need to seek out this lovely podcast, uh, which remember reading. Gave us a nice shout-out. Gave us a nice shout-out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Grown-up things we like. So, last week you didn't really so much have, like, a grown-up thing. You had hope. Well, I... That's a grown-up thing! Eh. Hope is grown-up. Mine is frustration. Okay. Do you have anything just beyond that, or is it just the word frustration? Just the world, but... No. Okay. I've been re-watching the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because when I go to London, I'm going to do a tour of Mm. Harry Potter stuff. So. Watching the first movie makes me very frustrated because at the very end, you know, they're they're tallying the house points, right? Yeah, yeah. And Slytherin is in the lead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Gryffindor, uh-huh. all of it was last. Uh-huh. And then Hermione gets points. Yeah. Ron gets points. Uh-huh. And Harry gets points. Yeah. And then Slytherin and Gryffindor are tied. Right. And then... It's, Neville gets yeah. 10 extra points for standing up to his friends, and that puts them yeah. as the winner. Well, here's the thing. They don't talk about uh, Snape doing the counter curse while Harry is But on. he's not a student, so he However, mm-hmm. he is helping Gryffindor, so he should get some sort of recognition for that. He should get at least 10 points. So they but should. the teacher can't get the points. He can dock points, but he can't get the points. Because no, I well because Voldemort was involved. I think he should have gotten at least ten points. Slytherin should have won. He got his leg totally bitten up by a dog in the attempts to save Dumbledore's stupidly. I'm just gonna keep it on campus. Mega, you know, important rock. Right. Right. So I uh, no, I am I am in agreement with you that it, it, it every time this happens that house. every time he gets Slytherin gets close, Dumbledore's like, Oh, and I'm gonna give some more points. That's some more points. That's some more Oh look who won! Who knew BS. There is a really good cartoon series, and I'll try to find it, where it just, just shows what how much of a jerk Dumbledore is. <laughs> where it's like, oh, there's a snake on campus that's killing like almost killing students. Should we close the school? Send the kids away? Nah. <laughs> But I don't think so. But what I do want you to put in the show notes is the the song that like this one person made up that goes Snape. Snape oh yeah. Severus Snape. No door. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And it like all overlaps. I believe I know the song that you mean, and it yeah. is it sometimes shows up on my Spotify. Snape. So yes. Snape. Severus Snape. No door. <laughs> well, that's gonna be in my head all night. You're Thanks. welcome. I'm going as far away from. Childish Harry Potter as, as, as possible. Uh, because one of my favorite podcasts is back. Do you know which one it is? My dad wrote a porno. My dad wrote a porno. Or, as I say when I'm discussing it with my husband in front of my children, Belinda Blinked. Ah. Yes. Which is technically the name of the book they're critiquing. Right. We have mentioned it on the past in this podcast, but I will just mention it again. This is a, a man, grown man, and his two friends, who I always envision looking like 
Harry and Hermione and Ron for yeah. some reason. Yes. If they didn't look like that at all. And uh, his, you know, his father has written, uh, you know, inspired by Twilight, no, not Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey, decided to write his own uh, pornos. Which are... Erotic novels. Erotic novels. That's probably a good way of putting it. Um, which are terrible, but fascinating. Uh, and so they always go through a new book each season. And they get big guest stars like Emma Thompson and, uh, and all sorts of people. Daisy on. Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood was a good one. I yeah. like that one quite a lot. Now, this does beg the question of if it's real or not. Is, is, is there actually a father writing who wrote these... Um, or is this just a genius marketing move on someone's part? And I don't know. I often think that, yeah, this could be. But it's it's so brilliantly bad that I almost can't believe that anyone could have made this I'm, up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's real. I think it's real. Yeah. I think it's real. I go back and forth sometimes. but Because now they're doing this whole spy plot that's just the worst. Just the worst. I'm not it's, there yet, so don't say oh, Yo, yeah, and a character, a character may have died, Kate. Wow. I'm just saying, a character, a big character. Drama. I just, it's very, it's not dramatic at all, but it's, it's fun to listen to. So that's my, my very grown-up thing I like. All right. Yay. Cool. Wonderful. Well, I highly recommend you not go camping this weekend. I will not. Instead, I'm just going to keep singing the song. What song? Snape. No. Snape. Got it. Severus Snape. Nope! Oh, okay, no, that's it. I'm up. Okay. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate Snape. Bye. Severus Snape. Fuse Gate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at fuse8kate. That's fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our headmaster is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. Snape, Snape, Severus Snape, Dumbledore.